This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona and Dr. Kelly Dunlap. So I'm here with my friend Ali Matu. Again, Dr. Ali Matu. How's it going, sir? Oh, man. You just spent three hours. At Was least. Three hours? Yeah. I have no it's idea. It's a little much, more than three hours. I have no idea how much time's gone by. <laughs> In VR. Yeah, really for the first time. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, ironically, right? The last time you were here was also the first time I was in VR. <laughs> <laughs> we did Star Trek VR over at um, Mission uh, New York, the, the convention. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, the bridge crew, which got delayed until next year. Oh, I know, I know. But I wanted to do this. So Kelly Kelly is unavailable this week, so I brought you in. I let you play with my Kelly's PlayStation Kelly's on VR. assignment. She's on assignment. Uh, and mm-hmm. I brought you in to play with my PSVR. Mm-hmm. Because I've been dying to talk to someone about it. I've been, I've been talking about it on the yeah, show, yeah. but it's, it's, oh, it's one of those things. Man, they're just, you just had some experiences. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, the first thing that, that struck me is um, wearing the device. And, you know, I'd, I'd worn the Oculus mm-hmm. uh, over at the convention, but I, I really found the... Um, the feeling of the P- PlayStation VR to be a much more balanced helmet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody says that that it's the most comfortable one. Plus, yeah. we have glasses, and it, they fit on. They fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You fit really well yeah. um, with the glasses. Um, I was I was fearful that it would be more like watching three um, D movies with glasses, which is a really bad experience having that sort of double lens effect. But here with this headset. Um, this is a nice, comfortable headset. I wore it for, what, three hours or so. Um, I don't feel much eye fatigue, and I don't feel like there was a lot of strain on my head. It's a really well-designed oh, yeah. set, yeah. and it looks cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> it looks like it looks Tron, cool. man. It yeah. is a, that is a cool-looking looking thing. There are um, some things that I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. Like what? So, um, making the space for for walking around you don't have to walk around much yeah yeah. but you do need to set up some space so there's a little bit of open area um or a lot of open area a lot of open area depends on the game um you kind of have to just you have some wires hanging from you for the yeah for the headset for the headphones and you just want to make sure that's that's all laid out nicely and i had the benefit of you there kind of watching and making sure i don't trip on myself so i I felt pretty safe and secure but i could imagine that um if you're a little less coordinated or if you aren't paying as much attention you could you could trip on on this stuff yeah yeah i had someone come and try it out before and she was all tangled up you did you did a really good job actually that was pretty funny i was i was keeping an eye on that and so so let's get right into it the first game i wanted you to play was batman arkham vr yeah and so so a few things were shocking to me and i want to know if you if you can relate to this Mm -hmm. um like first of all that first scene when you when you play as young 10 year old bruce yeah and you're you're witnessing your parents murder like what what did you think well so this was this was the very first VR experience I had in PlayStation VR, and um, it's a different way of interacting. Um, what I did 
you know, we're, uh, I, I'm assuming we're not going to spoil the game, but we're going to talk. No, about no, we're going to. It doesn't matter. We're going to spoil it. Like okay. a lot of people will never play this game, and I've already talked about it on the show. So, and yeah, yeah, the, we're, the we're, very we're first scene it. is is obviously the murder of. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, which spoilers happens in every single iteration <laughs> every, every of Batman, single, ever. every single Batman ever. Even in the Arkham series, you play <laughs> through it as um, as Scarecrow um, hallucinations. Yeah. So, th- but this was the first time you're playing it as a memory. Yeah, and what's what's cool to me is I could I could move my head and look around my mom. You could look around. Um, Bruce's mom, I, I yeah. guess. It wasn't just your head. You were physically completely physically moving, moving around her. I was moving yeah. around. And um, that was an interesting introduction to it because you, you, you realize that where you are and what you're looking completely changes your view, which is just uh, different from a first-person or a third-person game. It, it felt just much more immersive you know we've talked about last time um i was on the show we talked about uh the idea of presence and um this is something that's interesting to me from a psychological perspective you know psychological research always changes based upon the experiences that we're going through now like 50 60 years ago we weren't interested in space psychology much but now that's a thing. And now that we have VR, we're, we're getting interested in what are the things that make it feel like you're there. And this idea of presence and the control between how you move and the changes in view, I was pulled in right from the get-go. And I could yeah. lean over and look around Bruce's, Bruce's mom or look around Bruce's dad. That really kind of just pulled me in. Um, how did you feel in relation to them and your size did you realize that yeah your your view your your view is kind of as a as a kid um it was a little jarring at first because i i don't have that view you know i'm i'm a i'm a super tall I'm, which we'll talk about because you kept you're out of the view of the, of the camera a whole bunch of times and when you would stretch your arm out all the way up it couldn't read you anymore yeah, and I'm i never had that bit, problem i'm a little bit i mean i'm 6 foot 2 so I haven't had the view of a of a little kid in a while, and um, that was interesting. So that's yeah. one of the interesting things here is you can you can have a, an experience that you might not otherwise be able to have. Um, the The thing that really pulled me in a little bit later is you're in the Bat Cave and you can put up pull up these data files, and you can pull up data files on Nightwing, on Joker, on yourself, on Batman. And I just spent a lot of time looking at uh, at some of the characters. So there, it's like a holographic projection sort of in the game. And I just scooted up and was looking at the Joker, like really close up. And you kept saying out loud, this is so cool. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> if Well, it was, it was really cool. I felt like I was looking at the Joker and I could kind of inspect him and turn him around. Um that was uh, that was unreal. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of alive, right? How did you feel? You you did one thing where the Joker just instantly pulled a gun out at you. Yeah, that was uh, kind of scary. How did uh, you feel when at the beginning Joe Chill is kind of like he gets he kills your parents and they're lying there next to you? Right? It all happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. So for me, that whole scene was very very intense. And and I'm actually 
it it started this whole thing um, across a few different shows now, where we're talking about the efficacy of a of a of a rating, sure, and the need for a um, the discussion of uh, of having better trigger warnings or content warnings. Right? Well, that's one of the things about this game. Um, it it goes in lots of different directions, um, and it starts off right with a with a trauma. Um, one of the things about there's lots of different forms of trauma you can experience, and what some of the research has shown is the most impairing trauma you can experience is witnessing the murder of a loved one, hmm. which is where this game starts. So, yeah. like, yeah. for someone who might have had experience with that, I can really imagine how this could be um, a really difficult experience to go through if you're still struggling with those symptoms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the idea of a different rating here is really one that's really interesting um, because we've seen that happen multiple times, right? Yeah. We've seen it happen over and over and over but again. You haven't and, seen it, but we we haven't been there. You haven't experienced it, and right? I mean, I I don't want to skip to the end here, but there's a scene where where you're experiencing uh, a very claustrophobic, uh, claustrophobic blah blah blah. Uh, hopefully it'll come out a claustrophobic environment where the walls are sort of closing in on you. And um, I don't have claustrophobia, actually. I I treat it often. But because this is VR, you could... You could be in an environment that is uh, that you wouldn't really be in in real life, um, and it was it was quite jarring. I felt my heart starting to beat because it it really felt uh, felt real, uh, and it was intense. Yeah. So again, for someone who might struggle with that, not knowing that this is going to be in the game. Um, that could be a pretty difficult experience. Yeah. Um, the the friend who I told you who got tangled up in the wires. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she started playing, I skipped the intro mm-hmm. just because I didn't want her to either stop playing or, or feel anything. I don't know. I, when I finished that scene, I felt overwhelmed. So I I didn't even ask her, right? I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, this is your first demo. Like, let's just have some fun. Go go to the Batcave. Uh, get, get bat because that scene where you play the piano and you start like essentially uh, immediately descending. Yeah. That part is so cool. Well, it's so cool. And you, you can look up and you can see yourself descending from the Wayne Manor into the into the Bat Cave. And you feel like you're uh, moving, you know? You yeah. feel like, like you're you're actually going well, down it, this tunnel. And also, I mean, I played the standing up. which mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so I did I. You, yeah. yeah. And that also sort of adds to it. Um, the only other time I've played a video game standing up is playing... Um, some different uh, games on the Wii, like Wii Sports, yeah. and um, that added just another another level to it. Yeah, the another depth of presence. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And I'm I, I'm afraid of heights, mm-hmm. and many times this game uh, it does something that a few VR games do now, where you're standing up and it limits your area of movement because again you can't just walk into sure. the kitchen, you know, yeah. and that wire is gonna <laughs> yank out. And so it, it, I think it does it in a really smart way that it limits you. But my my fear of heights kicked in a few different times. Um, that was one of them because you can, even though there's a glass that you could actually just stick your head out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and look down. And the part where you're with the penguin on that roof. 
Oh, sure. There's parts where you can look over into the city and you're you're on top of a very tall skyscraper. And all of that stuff made me feel again like I was I was afraid. I, my 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 fear of heights kicked in. And I started feeling anxiety and which which for me as a anxiety disorder therapist, I am you know really convinced of the potential to um use this technology to be able to tap into exposures that are much yeah. harder to do and um uh, much harder to replicate um yeah you know it really didn't take much um but you're saying how you you can't wander too far uh, otherwise the wires might come out every now and then there would be little things that would remind me I'm kind of in VR and one of those things would be the wires and mm-hmm. um you know I, I I'm kind of imagining what this technology is going to look like five, ten years down the road. Yeah, yeah. If we have a wireless headset um, or the the weight of a headset is even um, um, less. Yeah. Um, I mean, the graphics are good, but like imagining what they're going to look at. Just thinking about how we're so at the beginning of this, um, not, well, beginning of this at a consumer. Of the commercial level. Yeah, of the yeah. commercial level. Consumer, like, yeah. wow, we're, we are, we're going... I mean, it's it's. We live in the future, Ali. This we live is in the future. Yeah, it's just going to get better from here on out. This is this is amazing. The whole the whole Batman experience was was really interesting. Uh, looking your, at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. So so the game, the entire game, like it made me feel certain things throughout. Right. Sure. Um, the second scene again, spoilers for for Batman Arkham VR, but uh, Nightwing is dead. In the game, right? This is yeah. a, this is a, a direct sequel to Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, yeah. And uh, he's dead, and you get to replay. Actually, we just saw Doctor Strange, right? And I told yeah. you that, like, the Eye of uh, Agamato, Amagato, Agamato. I think it is. Sure, right? Where One he can where he can um, rewind can and play with rewind time. time, right? By by turning his wrist. Yeah. That's what that scene is like. Yeah, you you basically you use your um, detective skills, which is yeah. actually really fun here. Yeah. Um, you get to actually play as the greatest detective and piece together a scene and rewind what it must have looked like when Nightwing was murdered. Um, that was that was quite cool to, to do that. Yes, but at the same time, you are just playing with it. Like, you're replaying the murder over and over again, rewinding and having full control and it's very violent, and you yeah. can see it from you. You never moved around, but you could move around and see it from all of these different angles, mm-hmm. and walk up close, right? You could you could come back, and you hear like you see his neck crack, you see his ribs crack, and you see all these different things, and you have full control over that scene playing out. Yeah, and I think well, it's I think it's incredible. Like, and it's it's a very like hard, loud fight. You know, like you hear rough. the bo- yeah, you no, hear the bones really cracking. Rough. My my favorite part about the exploration is the leaning in and out. I yeah. mean that's a that's a never aspect that of control in a video game that um I haven't really never really had before. You some games allow you to do something similar with controllers uh being able to zoom in but just you the, bent down like you got down on an, on your knee yeah and right? I was, to, to look at the statues i saw you, you were like, yeah oh, yeah because yeah, it was so much fun to to explore it it's so much more natural to explore that way than it is using a controller mm-hmm. uh and that's that's that level of presence here that um you know i haven't ex- 
I haven't experienced. If I sound different, it's because <laughs> like uh, I, I'm just really reflecting on this experience, how it's so um, otherworldly in many ways and in so many ways um, very familiar and everyday. It's, it's, um, it's really strange. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I have, I loved, I, I you played through Batman Arkham VR in one shot, just yeah. like I did. It's really about an hour long. Was uh, that an hour? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it, it might be a little longer. By. It might it be like an hour and a half. By. Yeah. And, but there's there's so much about it, the, so many experiences that I've never had before, in, including just seeing the Batmobile up close or seeing the Batwing up close, right? And you hear yeah. it and it's roaring. And, and again, you can lean in. All those things are just amazing. But on the psychology level of yeah. it, right? It's a game about someone dealing with a f- fictional mental illness. Well, right? it, it, with a dissociative fugue and figuring out what happened during it. So, as you're playing the game, you begin to sort of question the experiences you're having. Mm-hmm. And did you at any point um, before the end? No, it was really towards the end. And once. You started to question the experience you're having. Um, I got to tell you, that was uh, that was an intense experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a game has really sort of um, um, uh, the 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 best equivalent experience I could I can um, link to is like watching Fight Club. Or yeah. uh, certain episodes of Black Mirror or The Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Where things are one way, and then um, there are revelations that occur that make it very clear that the experience you were having was not exactly what you thought it was. The difference here is the way you figure it out is by interacting with the environment. You look at the mirror one way, you experience a certain thing you see something and then you look another way so so let's so let's give some context and and actually i'm going to give an example Uh, have you ever played a game or heard of a game called eternal darkness on the gamecube no no, so eternal darkness a silicon knights game and it had an insanity meter oh okay now other games have have had things like this right but your insanity meter it messes with the way that the game looks and it does things like all of a sudden you'll see that the volume is going down and you'll reach for your controller and try to and be like, oh, wait a minute, why is the volume going down? Or the game would reset and go back to the menu screen. Interesting. And you hadn't saved it. But the game didn't really reset. It just showed you the load screen. Huh. And then your save would be gone. And it would do things that would really, really mess with you. You'd be like, no, what? wait, what happened? Sometimes things would just... Like small weird things would appear on the screen, and again, it was just it was just trolling you essentially, right? Hmm. But it was that was the insanity meter kicking in, okay, right? Or or the the insanity effects kicking sure. in. So this game does that, but now you're in virtual reality, and the world around you is kind of warping, right? So for, for in one way, when you see that when you see what happened to Nightwing, now in retrospect, remember that was you. You're the guy in that fight that you had a silhouette of, right? Well, that's what's revealed. At the end, right? At the end, what's But you don't know that before, right? So you're replaying these experiences that you had, but you don't know that you had them. And you're trying to figure out who the culprit is or what happened. Yeah, and for some context, one of the things that happens in Arkham Knight, right, is you you learn that uh, you've been infected, 
yeah with, with like the joker and so he's like a part of you in a way yeah and so this is that playing out oh yeah yep yep and so you don't realize again i a dissociated fugue would be the closest thing right sure or or that, that because you don't remember what happened yeah right but then you realize that you essentially became the joker did these things and then at the end when you realize it right actually oh uh, you know the, the order that you saw the cells in mm-hmm. at the end right mm-hmm. so so to walk you through it you you go to arkham asylum's arkham intensive asylum. treatment area yeah. it said in the sign you walk in and there's three cells and actually the order that you do it in doesn't matter the first one is always the oh, toy the second the one is as ventriloquist yep Who's and the second one again? I it think it's the Zaz. Big... Okay, so, uh, yeah. And then the third one is always the Joker, because I did it in a different order, but it, it shows up the same way. And the Joker is inside, yeah. and he's like, hey, hey, Bats, come closer, come closer. And you lean in, yeah. and you're on the outside of a cell. You're just looking through the window, right? And then that's your view, right? And you're, you're, when you step back, you're inside a cell. Yeah. The way that they did that was amazing. It, it, it blows my mind still. And I saw it now from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. I saw you playing, but I could still see what you saw in the VR. Mm-hmm. It's such a smart way to do that, right? And then that room, every time you, you look away at the different walls, it, they keep changing. Yeah. That, I mean, the way it messes with you, right? It leaves, it leaves an impression. And then there's yeah, a mirror that appears. Yeah. And then eventually, at the end of the scene, like you're seeing everything playing out and there's a voiceover. And you're realizing, oh, I did that. I'm responsible for this. I did this too. And then yeah. there's a mirror of you. And then you look away and you look back at the mirror and you see the Joker in the mirror. Yeah. And he says, the dynamic duo together again. And that's, and that's where the game ends, right? Yeah. But then you realize you've been, that whole part at the end is you losing it. Like, how would you describe that? Right? It's a, it's a fictional version, but I've never played a game where my I've never had my eyes play tricks on me that I that I know of. Well, and I mean, we had that experience just that's now. That's what it was. It, uh, that's what I was thinking about was um, hallucinations. People, yeah. people might be struggling with hallucinations or, no. or delusions, um, seeing or hearing things that might not be there. Um, I mean, this was a, a a beautiful way of just a getting a window into what that experience must be like. Um, so kind of a fictionalized version of a what fiction, it might I mean, be very like. fictionalized. Yeah. This is not in any way like a like a training experience. <laughs> not representative. Um, but it, what it is is, uh, and what this whole all these hours I spent with you here in PlayStation VR, there were windows into very different experiences, and this was you know a window into this world, the world of of the Batman Arkham series, yeah. um, and it was fantastic. But there was other games we played, and they were felt like a window into a very different experience that I may or may not have had before. So so um, before we we move on, is there anything else you want to say about kind of Batman Arkham VR? Cuz I feel like I could talk about that game for I mean I really enjoyed way, way it. Longer I, um <laughs> you know there are there there's certain things that were um a little strange. So you you sort of move from environment to environment um, without really walking, you just sort of press a button and you kind of, um, it's, it's kind of like playing a Star Wars game and you're using like force powers to just like move quickly there. It's like um, you're blinking from one place to another. Like yeah. And so that was, um, 
uh, a little different than than the previous but a, lo- a lot of games do that now because of the limited space yeah so that that's a that's a challenge to sort of figure out because mm-hmm. that takes you a little bit out of the immersion um also when you transport from one environment to another using the batmobile or the bat plane or whatever it is uh, it, it just sort of blacks out and you hear the sounds. So I would like there to be a better transition, but I also understand the limitations of of the environment and how far you can move. Um, and there's, there's a lot of things, like your hands are kind of like always floating, right? Like all yeah, that stuff. Sure. But still, I think that the just the, the way that it puts you in these situations where you, man, like you feel some stuff, right? Like the storytelling aspect of having you replay a murder or seeing things from a perspective of a child and yeah. changing the room around you. I mean, there's also this whole scene in a morgue, which... Oh, yes, yes. I wanted to bring that up. Pretty intense. I've never played any type of game, third person or otherwise, where I had to get a key to open a drawer and pull a body out of, you know, like pull the body out um, like a drawer, right? Yeah. And And then scan this body that had been... Essentially, there was an explosion, and these three people got caught in the explosion. Yeah. And you're looking for fragments of the bomb inside their bodies to then decipher what the, de- what the device was. As a game, it's like a game, it's really a, just like a very graphic operation, mm-hmm. right? like the board game mm-hmm. operation. But really, when you think about it, like that those characters looked i mean they were definitely dead <laughs> they were hurt and you're in the morgue and just messing with these with these dead bodies there was i've never i've never played a game where i was in a situation like that and this isn't like a horror game like i was trying to figure something out but just the 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 setting and the actual what i was doing was just so morbid you know yeah and it makes me wonder if we had um if we had more sensory stimuli coming in, you know, whether it was um, touch or smell, um, how much more intense this experience like, would be. Like if it smelled like right? rotting like, body or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can really imagine this technology um, projected forward a few years. Uh, this could be just incredibly intense that that scene was was um was intense it was just it was just animated enough to to feel like not completely real but it also (laughs) was real enough to feel intense you know this sort of (laughs) they had they had you in that uh in that middle area pretty well but um no i i um i really loved um Arkham VR. Uh, one of my favorite games is Batman um, Arkham City. Yeah. Um, I really loved that game. And the series has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I think the Batmobile kind of messes with um, the series in, in terms of Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, this whole series has been fantastic. And, and this is an entry into the VR is um, just a, a wonderful, wonderful game. It was, yeah. it was great. And, and, and most- it's so great to have Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Always as, there. As Joker yeah. again. Um, yeah, I definitely, I just feel it was so intense that I, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I don't know, I don't know what to, what to do about that. And, and actually before I played it, I kept thinking, 
there's a lot of games that if I played them in VR, if I was in that setting, I feel I feel like it might be overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? And and I mean, in in a year or two, we'll see how desensitized people are, including me, yeah. to experiences like this. Yeah, I mean, it was a novel experience, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see what what this is like in a year. I mean, the other thing here is. Uh, the game design will evolve, and it will evolve pretty quickly. We're the we're playing really the first generation of games here, um, and many of these games were designed before uh, the uh, the system was released. Um, so uh, I'm curious to see what the second generation, what the third generation of games here are going to look like. Do you do you worry about uh, at all about that intensity about the and what I said earlier about you know, like, do we have to change our rating systems when it's, it's, if it's an intense experience or if it's graphic representation, but suddenly you're in it, right? Like there's yeah. different levels of immersion. Well, there's a few things I was thinking about with that is, um, one is the content does feel more, more real. It is more immersive. Um, and we don't know how much of that is just because it's novel uh, versus how much of that is is going to be um, um, different. I mean, the military has done a lot, a lot of um, has a lot of research on using VR uh, for exposure therapy to address um, traumatic stress from from combat because you can accurately approximate yeah. uh, certain experiences even with garbage graphics that we had digital graphics that we had you know 10 or 20 years ago and but it was enough to like bring you close enough to it yeah yeah and this is photorealistic other than the lower resolution of the psvr i mean once that resolution is higher that experience is going to be even more intense because it's going to look you saw some of the games like i showed you call of duty today right you look surprised by how by how realistic it looks well and yeah especially knowing how um how difficult a the murder of a loved one witnessing that how mm-hmm. that much yeah. how difficult that can be for people this is where that game starts so i think we do kind of need to reevaluate uh, some of the stuff and i mean some of the other stuff that we already know about video gaming applies i read a um a great um a great review um a, a meta analysis uh, where people are um reviewing a series of studies to try to look at general trends. And this was done by a colleague of mine, Brian Hall, uh, looking at video games and quote-unquote addiction. And what his meta-analysis revealed, him and his team, what they revealed is it tends to be people who are um, um, also struggling with like major depression or or um, a major anxiety that are at risk for getting um, stuck in games. So it's it's kind of like talks. It's similar to what you and I have talked about um, in other uh, on other shows um, about who's at risk, what's the function of gaming, and things like that. But I could really see if you might be struggling with different things, how VR can can pull you in. Um, and get you, and you can sort of get lost and spend so much time here, or how VR can pull you in and expose you to traumatic experiences that might be very difficult if you're not yet ready for them. Um, it's it's a bit of a whole new world here. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, on the addiction side, I mean, it's something you're looking for an intensity, right? And if, if whether that comes from, that can come from different things. And, and if you liked gaming before and that's something that pulled you, this could potentially be more intense and give you more of what you were looking for. Yeah, but I, I do have some concerns about the, you know, like there's another game I didn't show you, it was called London Heist, and you do get punched in the face. And that fist comes all the way, you know, to your face and then the screen blacks out. Mm. And, but it's still one of those things where like, whoa, you know, like it came pretty close. And mm-hmm. well, we so you know, we've seen we've seen this in in film and TV, and we've seen it in video games. The difference here is that that idea of presence again, and how um, how immersive and how in the environment you really feel, which is um, which is a pretty big step forward. From- yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's 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 awesome. It's 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 incredible. But again, there's moments like that where I'm like, whoa. So, so for example, you had, um, I think it's called In the Deep, right? Is the, the one with the shark. Yeah, yeah. So it's this experience where you're in this cage and you're being, you know, submersed in the water. You're going deeper and deeper. And there's like beautiful things that you're seeing, right? Yeah, like you see these, some jellyfish, bioluminescence. Yeah, all these yeah. Uh, marine animals. It's fantastic. And you keep going deeper. And then when the shark shows up, yeah. it's kind of cool right you're like oh look like the shark and then it does like it gets a little aggressive mm-hmm. and then it rips one of the th- uh, <laughs> uh, sides of the cage out yeah yeah and all of a sudden i felt vulnerable i felt unsafe and i felt completely okay before with the cage even though the shark was moving around and when and when that the one like wall of the cage disappeared I felt completely different. I started feeling nervous. So for me, that one was was interesting because after standing the whole time for Arkham VR, I sat <laughs> down for that. And for me, was, there was something about sitting down through it that made that experience feel a little less real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And you were doing it wrong. Nah, That's I was why. doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> user error. <laughs> um, that makes me wonder again. Um, I'm thinking about stuff like Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which again you and I have talked about in other uh, um, other shows. Where if we had a seat that would be working in coordination with the the rest of the system, that would approximate um, the movements. That that would add even another level to it of of that presence again. Um, so for me, that one felt a little bit less. Um, less real. But wh- how did you feel when that ca- when the part of the cage came out? Anything different? Um, I, I mean, it was a little scary, um, but it wasn't as bad as. Uh, so I'm going to attribute that completely to user error because you were like <laughs> sitting down and slouching back. And, I, like, was, I was. I was. I was a little tired. It didn't match up at all with with the way you were supposed to be in the game. Right? I think so. I think yeah. so. I yeah. think it would have been a little bit different if I was uh, standing. I mean, I wanted to play that one because for a long time I had a fear of sharks. Mm. Um, and that was one I had to sort of overcome with my own exposure yeah. therapy. So I, I was excited to see that, to see how how much it would elicit my fear. And um, it probably would have been a little bit more if I was standing. If you did or, it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So for for me it was... I was just surprised by how much, by what a difference it made for me yeah. to feel completely safe and okay. And then it wasn't even the shark, because like I wasn't even that scared of what the shark might do. I'd, I was just scared that now they, it was completely open. 
I, f- I really felt vulnerable. Like I was like I, I wasn't again. Like I wasn't safe anymore. You know what was my favorite part of that one it was just looking up because when you look <laughs> up, you could see how far you've come, yeah. and you could see the surface, and the surface was getting. Um, uh, darker and darker and darker as you're descending farther and farther into the ocean. That was cool for me, um, being able to get that. And again, you can do that in other games, but it's different when you look up and you're looking up. So what do you feel? Obviously, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get into like feelings here, right? So like uh, different f- types of either emotions or physical sensations or things that you wouldn't usually expect when you're playing a game. And, and I'm just curious to see... What that was like. I, I, I mean, I think I felt a bit of sense of awe okay, at cool. how I was, um, how deep I was. And I, I remember thinking, um, wow, I'm probably never going to do this in real life because of my, <laughs> um, <laughs> because of my fear of sharks. Uh, but this is a an approximation of that experience. And so this is what it must be like to look up and to be so far away from the surface and to be in this alien world deep below, I think it was a sense of awe that I was yeah. experiencing. Yeah. And that was really cool to be able to, um, you know, again, I'm thinking about as this technology gets cheaper and more widely available. And, you know, there are um, other VR type of units you can get. You can get mobile phone based VR units, not not quite as as great as this. Um, and there's more expensive stuff than this too. But um, as this technology gets cheaper, I'm thinking about how people are going to be able to get access to experiences that they might not otherwise afford, like being able to go um, deep sea diving. That's not something everyone can do. It is something you can do if you have VR, and that is cool. That's and you, exciting. And, and potentially, you could have a better experience in VR because, for example, let's say you went whale watching and you didn't see any whales. <laughs> it's guaranteed, <laughs> right, in the simulation. And for me, like that, that sense of awe was very present in Batman Arkham VR when you're descending into the Batcave, and all of a sudden it opens up and you see this version of a thing that I've pictured in my mind so many times ever since I was a kid and I've seen yeah. different versions of it and now I'm in it. Like I'm I'm inside the Batcave and the dinosaur is over there and the pennies over there and I you know it's underground and there's this waterfall and you see all these um, platforms. And yeah, that sense of awe is something that I mean that's what I come for. I've been surprised by a lot of the things like in Batman Arkham VR and and again and that sense of vulnerability in in the deep but there's oh there's a part in the london heist again i I didn't show you but there's a there's a car chase Mm -hmm. and you are uh like in the in the passenger seat um and you have uh an automatic weapon and you're and you're like taking out all these um gangsters on motorcycles and cars coming by you but you can you're sitting inside the car but you can like reach out and like put your head outside of the window and shoot backwards you know behind the car and forwards there's all these things that you couldn't do and it's so cool towards the end of that of that um of that demo you there's an explosion and everything goes into slow motion around you and you're still there it plays out that's so (laughs) (laughs) it's plays out like a scene from the matrix It's, it's pretty cool but enough enough about things that you didn't play so next let's talk real quick about thumper 
right? Oh, yeah. Um, That's the one you were most vocal in. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Um, also, before you start, the company describes the game as a rhythm violence game. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was kind of wild. So this was very different yeah. than that deep sea experience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I think that was a PlayStation VR Worlds experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that one? Uh, Thumper to describe it for people who have not um, played this. I'm uh, curious how you're going to do this. <laughs> well, it's a very um, so you're you, it, you're playing as the as you're, the you're ship from Flight a, of the Navigator. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You look like a ship, the ship from Flight of the Navigator, and you're on this track. And um, in this track, you have to you can jump and you can turn side to or you can lean side to side. And it's a and rhythm game. It's a rhythm game. Yeah. So you have to jump in rhythm over these these marks on the track. And as you do that, it sends these pulses along the track that sort of defeat whatever portal or enemies at the end. Um, it, it's very fantastic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unworldly. And uh, that almost made it more immersive for me yeah. than anything else we had played because the graphics didn't need to look hyper-realistic. They were pretty... You know, there were just like colors and track. It wasn't like the, there wasn't anything that was trying to look like real life. But that's what I liked about it. It was almost my favorite yeah. VR experience because it was so fantastic looking. And uh, I think it does something great where it doesn't have to be in VR. And actually, the actual game, you can play it on a TV. Mm-hmm. There's no need to look around. No. Although one thing I noticed when I played it, I must have been so stiff um, because I didn't know you could tilt your head. Mm-hmm. And tilt your view. I noticed you doing that while you're no. playing. I didn't know. You could. <laughs> um, but you're you have to look forward. The entire game is in front of you. Yeah. But doing it in VR, it's like everything is rushing past you. Yeah. So it's like instead of moving on a track, you're moving through a track, and yeah. that's the feeling, right? And when it's moving faster, things are moving past you faster, and it feels since everything again, like the violence part of it is how aggressive the music is and the interaction yeah. and the 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 thumping <laughs> i got right? real i mean as we were playing that game i started to get more and more frustrated and it, it was uh, that's user error <laughs> I, I was um, watching you i mean it was it was intense like frustrated yeah. in a good way like i actually really enjoyed that challenge and the intensity of it yeah. um it I f- as i was playing it i felt like i was in ender's game like i, yeah. I felt like i was in um, uh, I was controlling a vehicle like somewhere else, somewhere fantastic. Yeah. I really love that. I could probably yeah. spend a long time playing that. I don't know how long I spent playing that, but you were um, just on essentially level just one a demo. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, um, and I couldn't defeat that yeah. boss battle. Man, yeah. that was really pissing me off. Yeah, um, it took me a while too. But I, I, I think that was my my favorite. Um. Yeah, yeah. The use of, of VR again. You don't have to play that game in VR. You can. It's one of the the games that you can play either way. But it's yeah. It's again very immersive, right? By forcing your 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 view completely in that direction. It really made me want to play a VR Tron um, life, life cycle, cycle game. Yeah. Like that's what it. Uh, there's those sharp turns yeah. that you make that yep. really yes, yes. made me feel like I was in Tron. Yep. 
Yep. Um, so Disney, please come out with that game. Yes. Um, but that that's the other thing. As I was playing through this, I was like, gosh, you know, we, we talked about Star Trek, uh, um, what is it called? Bridge Commander? Bridge Crew. Bridge Crew, that's what it's called. You know, playing through this game, or playing through all these VR games made me think of Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew. It made me think of Tron, um, of Star Wars, of uh, Lord of the Rings, of uh, Harry Potter, um, hmm. all of these franchises that I love so much. And I've always w- thought about what it would like to live in these worlds. Yeah. Um, like Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> like there's so, <laughs> there's so many great, yeah, great works, great worlds that I, I would just love to be in. Um, and, and since you are the science fiction psychologist, yeah, yeah. I wanted to show you a few different sci-fi things right yeah and oh, i almost forgot to oh, have you play man. e-valkyrie <laughs> oh so e-valkyrie man. is a space dogfighting game you are in a very cool spaceship but it's like uh, a jet and how how was that for you well so i mean for the headshots community um, <laughs> any of you out there who have played wing commander will know how amazing the space flight simulation genre is. I grew up playing Wing Commander 1, 2, 3, Wing Commander Privateer, Wing Commander 4. <laughs> we get it. We uh, got Wing it. Commander Priva- we got uh, it. Yeah. Wing Commander 5. Gotcha. Um, I love this genre so much. Um, just playing this demo alone. Man, which, that which demo is, super is so short. short. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like two minutes. It's such a tease. But Did you notice that at the beginning, um, when when your your ship is firing up, there's review quotes yeah, floating in the air? Yeah, I know. Like, Those just so you are... know, this game is amazing. Ours Technical <laughs> called it like the best flight, uh, space flight sim like yep. ever. A you must need to buy. buy this like yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, all those quotations are pissing me off. I was just like, oh. floating, right? <laughs> oh, but it's so cool. Um, no, that game was um, just that feeling, right? Like you see, really you great. see the tunnel light up, yeah. and then you're you're shot out. Oh man! I mean, someone needs to make a Battlestar Galactica dogfighting game for this. Uh, so I again, E Valkyrie is very good. It was yeah. designed for that purpose. Oh, uh, true story: the actress that plays Starbuck, I forgot her name. Uh, Katie Sackoff. Katie Sackoff has played. Eve Valkyrie. Oh, she yeah? said she loves it. Yeah. And there's this quote about her saying, like, it's the first time that I've ever actually experienced what I was pretending to do oh, on the that's show. That's great. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, and see, and that's one of those examples. Not only is it a sense of awe, but it's um like fantasy fulfillment. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's like that's something that again, I I told you dogfighting games are are my favorite ones, plane or space, and I have a soft spot for space. Mm-hmm. And it is it's so cool to be able to play games like this and just look around your cockpit. Yeah. Like that alone, that moment when you can look up and, and some of these games you can like you're aiming with where you're looking mm-hmm. and you see like your guns moving, like that is that is just so cool. You know, <laughs> well, so this is right now why the word awe keeps coming up for me because these are new experiences. It reminds me of when I played Super Mario 64 for the very first time. 
when um, that just came out for Nintendo 64. Nobody had ever played anything like that. Yeah. No, and Nintendo cracked the control for uh, for 3D. You know, the trick is three handles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a giant controller. Yeah. Um, we uh, we were playing a game in a way that we had never played before, and we were able to explore an environment in a way we had never played before. And um, w- people people have now grown up on those kind of games. Like it's no longer innovative. This is the type of feeling I was experiencing now, which is awe and experience I've never had before. And um, I know that that's only going to last for so long, but I also know that this technology is going to continue to improve and developers are only going to get better at exploiting the power of this. Um, what was that game called? E Val- uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Um, the, I was really struck by the graphics here. The graphics looked... Uh, looked great uh, compared to Batman Arkham. It, it's got a very stylized look to it, mm-hmm. and at certain points, the that it, it breaks down a little bit here. But with E Valkyrie, I thought it looked um, it looked beautiful, sharp, and crisp throughout that whole experience. And also that feeling you're in a cockpit. I think that these games where you're sitting down, right? Yeah. Like PS4 is a console, right? Yeah, so yeah. People, you're used to, like you said. I'm not used to playing standing up, right? You're sitting down, and then in oh, the game, right. you're in a cockpit, or you're in a mech, or you're in a car. It so simulates yeah. the experience of sitting yeah. on your sofa and looking around. It's yeah. such a perfect analog yep. to that, which makes me want to play an X-Wing game, Star Wars X-Wing game. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to come out. Oh, my gosh. Is I that got... coming out along with Rogue One? Is that the... the, the there's going to be a Battlefront expansion, right? Which yeah. is a Rogue One expansion, yeah. And then the, the X-Wing experience is is kind of separate from that. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't think it's really related. I don't. I'm not sure it's going to come out at the same time. It might. Hopefully, it does. But I'm. I'm waiting. Like uh, Battlefront. I'm. I've gotten most of my experience points doing the X-wing and Tie Fighter levels. Yeah. I remember the first time we played that. Oh, that we were our... so bad. That was about a year ago, and we yeah. were horrible. Yeah, and I love that part of the game, yeah. and and that part is okay. Like it's always. Actually, now there's a there's a Death Star version. We should play that later. <laughs> and uh, uh, trench run. Uh, yeah, full full blown the whole thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. You have to like fight. You have to fight bum, inside the Death bum. Star and then come back out. Bum, 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 Don't do that. Bum, bum, Stop it. I'm gonna have to edit this. Don't edit. This is the best part. Do, 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 so do. the those types of games are the ones that I'm most excited about. Like we couldn't get the Call of Duty VR jackal thing to work but i'm pretty sure it would have been good because even in the regular game uh that that part feels really good Mm -hmm. i can't wait for the x-wing um experience in battlefront i i want to get the full version of e valkyrie Mm -hmm. like these are the games and then i showed you i have drive club vr which is a racing game like those type of things lend themselves very well like if you already love the genre to be able to play in the cockpit is it's just it's just amazing. That's a really good. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really great analog to the experience being able to sit. I, I didn't even think about that. There's a shooter. There's a game that's a shooter where you actually play inside a mech. Oh, cool. So again, like it's it's a way to make this experience feel more immersive by changing an element of it. Yeah. Because you can't run around, right? So what position would you be in if you were in a mech? Well, you'd probably yeah. be sitting down. 
Yeah. You might have like pedals and all sorts of stuff depending on the type of mic, right? But yeah. but you're essentially sitting down, so it doesn't feel there isn't that disconnect like standing in a in a diving cage and slouching on my couch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing I'm wondering is since yeah. you you have this this yeah. system yeah. and you've been playing it for a while, what's the longest that you've played continuously um, huh. in a in a VR game? That's a, that's a great um, that's a great question. Because really the only long game... I played through London Heist all the way through. I played through uh, Batman Arkham VR all the way through. But those are about an hour, hour and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. I don't have a game that's full-blown. Like I don't have V Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of Drive Club. But I, I have found that some of the experiences have been so intense that I feel, I feel tired. Yeah. And not my eyes, not uh, my I head. I feel tired right now. I just feel um, mentally exhausted yeah and and again some of those experiences have been overwhelming Mm -hmm. like when i finished the london heist i'm telling you that scene at the end that the whole thing it just it's so so good i loved it and i felt this is this is gonna sound weird but i felt satisfied Mm -hmm. you know like since he's like i'm gonna do something fun i felt so good afterwards that I didn't want to like start up another game or do anything it, else. It sounds like so a similar played, feeling to when you watch a really great movie. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, wow, okay, that was great. Maybe you want to think about it, reflect about it, reflect on it, or talk to someone about it. But you don't immediately want to binge and move on. You, it's yeah. sort of like after you watch an episode of Black Mirror. You need um, to... That's, that is the perfect analogy. Because when I finish an episode of Black Mirror, I don't want to do anything. I need to sit down for a yeah. second, think about what just happened. I'm feeling some stuff. Yeah, there's a little... Yeah, Usually, yeah, yeah. you know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm done. It's like my cup was filled sure. with a combination of things. And yeah. I'm done. And so that's what it's been like for me in, in VR so far. And my gaming habits are strange. Like I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts while I'm playing. So I have games that are very much my audiobook podcasting games. Sure. Uh, the, you, like I'm not no doing Man's that. Sky, you've just, you've, you yeah, yeah. I'd love that, to just that's... explore. I'd love to just mine. I do that in Destiny a lot. And unless I'm playing with other people and with the VR, like I want the full experience. I, I've got my big headset on, I'm my headphones on. You're completely immersed. There's nothing else to look at. And it's just, you're all in. And and I haven't played more than pretty much a session like what you did today. Yeah. I've done probably four hours maximum jumping around from one game to another, just testing stuff out. Well, one game we haven't talked about that was very different was, um, what was the bomb diffusing game called? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, um, it's Don't called... Don't Stop. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah, so this is interesting where one person has a VR headset and is looking at the bomb and another person is offline either uh, looking at instructions on a TV screen or you can p- actually pull them up on on a computer just through the web on the your bomb tablet manual. the bomb manual it's like yeah. a PDF right yeah yeah um and so the person who on the VR headset has to describe what they're seeing and the other person who's offline has to uh provide instructions of what wire to cut how to press the buttons, how to defuse that bomb. Um, this was a very different type of game, and it's one of the only um, multiplayer games we were able to experience, you and I, today. Like, two people in one room. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, only asymmetric experiences like that are, are possible as a uh, to do multiplayer because you you need 
so much equipment to do to people. You need your own PS4, you need your own PSVR, and your own network connection to be able to play. So any of the games, like if we wanted to play E-Valkyrie together, you need to invest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and, and I see that as the next iteration of this, you'll probably be at a place where you could have two headsets, one console, um, whether it's Eventually, PS5. sure, yeah. Yeah, that that'll that'll change. That's only a matter of time. But that is one of the problems right now. And keep talking and nobody explodes um, is a, is a nice way around that. That's that's one of the cool things about um, limitations. Sometimes limitations can lead to more creativity. And I found this to be a pretty creative solution to having a multiplayer experience. A frustrating one. I was horrible at going through the uh, the bomb diffusing kit and you were giving no, you You were no help. I exploded twice. You exploded twice. <laughs> but you know, you could do something like this on something like the Wii U, where yeah. you have a second screen. But of course, the difference is that with once I have my headset on, I can't see anything anywhere. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you if your the manual is projected on a sixty inch screen right in front of me, I can't see it because of the nature of the VR headset. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funny because again, you could do that on a Wii U. You could do that on a series of um, cell phones. You know, all network together uh, in into one game. You could do that multiplayer you, on different places. Yeah. You just need an honor system. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> don't look over here, look yeah. that way. Uh, but but this is instantaneous, right? It's just. You got the headset on, so you're you're diffusing the bomb. I don't know. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And so, so I I gave you a sampler of many different things. I still have. There's still like four times that many different demos and things that I have here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole bunch of stuff. I haven't even tried all of them yet. All the ones that came with the system and 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 the two or three that some games had add-ons mm-hmm. like VR add-ons, and some of them I don't know. I still haven't tried everything because to your question before. I'm good. Like after a couple after a couple hours, I'm good, and, and I'll go a few days without playing again. Um, but how do you feel? Like, are you gonna get one? <laughs> when are you gonna get one? <laughs> well, I'll tell are you we going the, now? Um, it, the stuff that really appealed to me were this were the experiences that were very much out of the norm, like a Thumper, um, Eve, Valkyrie. Um, the Batman stuff. These are much more fantastic experiences. The um, the underwater experience was was okay, but I, I really like you were talking about some of the wish fulfillment, um, some of the more um, the experiences I'm not likely to have. Like mm-hmm. I'm probably not likely to go into outer space. I hope it's a possibility for me to be able to afford it in my lifetime because I'd love to go. Um, but uh, not there yet. So, I said, what are you gonna do if you go in outer space? Float, Probably not gonna be as much fun as at, anything you can do here. Earth. Maybe I want to look at planet Earth from outer space and weightlessness. Um, so if PlayStation VR can do that, I'm I'm <laughs> buying one. Um, but it really, like a uh, the Bridge Crew game, I'm very excited for. Um, Again, talk about wish fulfillment, right? Yeah, I mean, that, I'm a huge Trekkie, and for me to be able to experience that would be would be amazing. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm I'm considering it. Uh, I'm definitely considering it. I, I kind of want to see. Um, I want to wait a few months to to see how these games evolve what's going to come out in the second sort of wave of games, not the launch titles. 
um, and to see what what the reviews will be for Bridge Commander. If Bridge, bridge Commander, Crew, Bridge Crew, Bridge Crew. <laughs> if Bridge Crew gets amazing reviews, that could be the killer app for me, the killer feature that that gets me to buy this system. Wait, wait, wait. So you've already played. See, but that's one of those things where uh, even a okay simulation yeah. is so much better than anything we've ever had before and is so much better than, well, <laughs> going back to our Star Trek episode, which you can listen to, right, completely, mm-hmm. we had the amazing opportunity to visit a replica of a bridge, mm-hmm. a real-life replica of a bridge, yeah, with very, very crappy screens and uh, Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did, uh, <laughs> just a couple weeks later, we did the VR version of the bridge crew. Yeah. And it was incredible. Yeah, Klingons so were attacking and, and it was dynamic and we were and we were cooperating. So even if it's just more of that, I want that. I want to every now and then just like, you know, once a week, just go into and do a mission. Even, yeah. even if it's the same one, it's still that wish fulfillment, you yeah. know, which is, which is why I still love um, uh, No Man's Sky. Like No Man's Sky, that, that feeling of just being able to jump from planet to planet is, it's not VR, right? It's, these planets are like desolate and dead, but it's still the farthest I've ever been able to do anything like that. Yeah. And, and I love it. Because it hasn't, I'm still there. I'm still that. I'm still that kid who wanted to be an astronaut. I'm yeah. still that guy who wants to, you know, who can't wait for for warp drives to be invented. And yeah, and- you know, I actually <laughs> think um, uh, another game I would love to play is uh, you remember Microsoft Flight Simulator, <laughs> yes. right? I would love to play some with the, jo- with the actual joystick oh, and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it really leaned in on the flight simulation aspect um i would love to play some version of that and just i really hope someone comes out with a joystick soon like like an old school like again the type you would use for for flight simulator oh yeah yeah to play valkyrie yeah like a dual joystick like oh did you ever play now we're just we need to start wrapping this up but uh, when you mentioned the n64 and like never playing a game like Mm -hmm. mario 64 before um, there was a there was the Star Wars Episode One Pod Racers game. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, and I don't know how many people knew this, but you could connect a second controller, mm-hmm. and then you would control the pod with two controllers, hmm. one in each hand, and you would use the analog stick on each one. Remember, dual analog sticks weren't a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you would control the pod with both of them, so you would do the throttle of each side with um, with each hand. It was incredible. I'd never played a game like that, you know, and I felt because my my arms were spread out, you know, and I was controlling these two things individually. I never had an experience like that. So I would I would love to actually bring back pod racing. That would be that would be a great VR game. I actually game. think that's that's one of the most exciting parts of Star Wars episode <laughs> yeah, 1 yeah, yeah. and um the two hundred commentators. Yeah, I mean there's so much you can mine from that uh from that franchise. Uh Oh, that's the game I most want now on VR. It's Star pod Wars Pod Racing. racing. <laughs> 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 I, I, I yeah, I mean yeah. that would be yeah. that would be great. Um, and with that, and with that, I think we're gonna wrap up. That's my wish fulfillment. Well, that's uh, what I want. Here's what Fulfilled. I will say: is after today, I can tell you that um, I am deeply convinced that this is 
the future of video gaming, but also simulation and training. Um, there's so much you can do here. I, I would love to see the future of graduate training in, um, in the mental health field where you are going through these experiences and actually experiencing the symptoms firsthand. Um, what does it feel like to really have anxiety or depression or to experience um, hallucinations? Auditory hallucinations, you know, visual hallucinations, like, yeah. Um, or like to build empathy about eating disorders yeah. when you look at yourself in the Body mirror. Body dysmorphic disorder, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's such an opportunity. Or for surgeons. Yeah. Um, uh, when you're when you're a medical student um, to go through this. Or, I mean, just for like undergrads, um, if you might be studying organic chemistry, to have like a lot of that stuff visualized here. Yeah, and I mean, and all of that stuff is happening in one degree or another. Um, it's, it's happening. It's out there. Some of us, if some of it is experimental, it's not mainstream. There isn't, I mean, I think this, this should be, you know, textbook, textbooks should be half the size and they should be supplemented with experiences like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And, um, but we're, we're getting there. We're but, getting and, and there. as always, I, gaming is gonna, is gonna get us there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so we've got VR, um, at many different levels now. Um, it's coming out on more and more phones. Um, listen, this, when, when are you gonna buy and which one are you gonna buy? Are you gonna buy PS, PSVR? It depends. Buy PSVR. On the reviews. Buy, buy. Star it. Trek Bridge. Really, all on one game. I it's going to depend on one game. I think it. I, I think so, man. I, I that's can't. how much I love Star Trek. It could tip everything for me uh, towards towards that. The first um, non garbage Star Trek game in in many years. And you know how much I got burned on the You're Star unlucky. Trek game that came out with uh, before Star Trek in the Darkness. I was so disappointed. They're all they, they've. A lot of them have been bad. Yeah, I mean, Star Star Trek Elite Force was pretty much the only good game we ever had. Uh, so I'm just gonna keep playing all these sci-fi games, uh, including these VR experiences like the X-wing and the and the E Valkyrie. I'll I'll just let you know how it's going. <laughs> all right, and then you can you can have your bridge crew. Or well, not. when Bridge Crew comes out, I hope we can review it, and um, I would love to join you again. Um, you, but can't, it, you can't join me. Like, you have to buy it to play with me. Then I might have to do that. You might have to do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, um, I would love to talk to all of you um, who have also experienced uh, PlayStation VR or Oculus or Gear VR or um, any of these other VR experiences. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alima2. I um, also have a YouTube channel called The Psych Show. Um, and I talk about the psychology of science fiction at brainnosbetter.com. I'd love to hear about what your experiences have been. Are any of your videos 360 video that I can see with my VR headset? Uh, you can you are behind the see times, them in your VR Dr. headset Ali on YouTube, but not in 360. And for more headshots, we're at headshotscast. On Twitter, Kelly is Kelly N. Dunlap. I am Josue A. Cardona. On Twitter, our website is headshotspodcast.com, where you can find all of our episodes, including my a whole hour of me just uh, talking about my love for No Man's Sky. <laughs> um, you and I talking about Star Trek Bridge Crew. 
Uh, it's a good VR is a theme right now. Sci-fi is a theme. It's good stuff. All right. Till next time. Thanks for having me.